be the world champion with a body like that. I am Johnny freaking wrestling. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champions. Welcome to another edition of Rumbling Reality. And of course, I'm Ramsey, and with us is Travis and his special guest today. Was it Richie Adams, right? Yes, sir. Richie Adams. All right, Travis, I'm going to let you uh, go on with your interview. All right. Well, perfect. Well, yes, indeed. We've got Mr. Richie Adams, who I have had the pleasure of working with over at WFC, one of our local promotions here in, in Tulsa. He's actually been wrestling for quite a while. Um, and Richie, I was going to let you take a little bit just to kind of introduce yourself and give us your background, how long you've been wrestling, how long you've been a fan, and all that nice nice sort of stick. What's what's your little story, man? Cool. So the story is, uh, I guess, like I saw, you know, we grew up watching wrestling. Um, I do remember uh, distinctly, I don't know why, but I was probably about four or five years old, saw my dad flipping through the channels, and I was like, hey, what's that? He said, that's the uh, Texas Cornell. I was like, cool. I just kind of fell in love with it, no. and uh, from then on, you know, just watched prime time every Mondays. Just waited for uh, Murder Shiro to end so I can watch wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, you know, I was always a fan of that. And um, probably, I guess, getting into my journey of becoming a wrestler, I was it's my early twenties when I was like, man, I really want to do it. And so I had the hardest time finding like a school. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw online, like the OPW was saying, yeah, we're going to start a school back OPW, up. OPW, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wasn't hearing back from them, so I couldn't really find things. I remember back in the day when I was like 13, going to see Rocco Valentino you know, at the fair and like all that stuff. And uh, and finally one day, I went to school with a guy named Shane Mulden. He's been in the business for ever. And I had heard from a guy that he works with. He says, hey, do you remember this guy? I was like, yeah, of course. And so I was like, well, tell him that I want to become a wrestler. So he mm-hmm. called me, and I went there to Compound Pro Wrestling, and I met him and uh, Mike too. Yep. And I started paying him, and I started training, and that was around the time you know I started going to the gym. I was I was a chubby, like two forty man. I was freaking chubby. So man, I haven't been two forty since I was like fifteen years old. <laughs> and uh, so I just you know go. I went to the gym six days a week, and and my dad was my life. Just Gold's Gym. And, I tried to get my training in, and uh, before I knew it, I lost like 80 pounds or something like that. Oh, wow. That really changed my eating habits and uh, got rid of the sodas and the fast foods and all that good stuff. The good stuff, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, I've always uh, loved to cook, you know, so uh, like cooking is like a big part of my life. And so you know, I try to turn like all the healthy BS into something, There's something know, positive. Into something healthy, you know, so right. I like doing that. <clears throat> Uh, then I just started training in uh, probably about 2009. You know, I, I, I debuted in October 2009. And, uh, you've, been, you've been doing it for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. Almost hit that 10-year mark. How does it feel hitting the decade mark? Uh, it feels good, but also depressing because like, it feels like yesterday, like I just started. <laughs> um, you know, it's like... The question like is, does your body over. feel like yesterday you just started? Um, and my body's so used to it. Like, 
I've noticed lately, but it's probably mainly because I haven't worked out as much lately. But I do get kind of sore. Yeah, too. I can imagine ten years in the business going to be you know get some. So, yeah. do you have a lot of like hardcore? What are your what's your style of wrestling? You don't mean you're in a lot of hardcore matches, high flying. Uh, maybe like a technical kind of brawler kind of guy. Like I've never been a high flyer, like not really okay. a fan of hardcore. Like I'll do the hardcore thing if I have like a special match. But that's not like my forte. But like a technical, like I love a European uh, chain wrestling. Like I can do a chain wrestling match for twenty to twenty five minutes alone. But I know people that want to see that the whole time. Nice. But it's kind of like my thing. Like I love European style. And it's coincidental that right now he's involved in a tag team called London Calling, which yeah. I can't, oh. I can't help, I cannot help, but <laughs> every time, and a bird of laughs every time when I make the European references, it's like none of them are actually European; they don't live there. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe he should have that uh, sheet that he writes on. Maybe he said no, man. <laughs> oh yeah, you should Here's have Paul record. London be your manager. Jason Rice. Does he even wrestle anymore? I don't even know. Yeah, he's over on Lucha no. Underground. Right that's what, now. okay. That's why I probably brought him up. I think I saw him on there. Just as a heads up, Richie on on here, Ramsey will butt in with some of the, just out of the blue and off the wall comments, and it sometimes cool. for okay. me, dude, it, it sometimes takes me back though because he'll tell you I'm just like, God dang, Ramsey. Oh, that's I mean, man. every everybody has their own little shtick, don't they? I know, I know, and we, we've developed our little stick here. I mean, Richard doesn't just walk years. in the wrestling ring and just wrestle. I'm sure he has some kind of things he does every time or a certain kind of, you know, style or, you know, sayings he has. What's your? Do you have any kind of gimmick or motto or? Uh, not really like a saying. Um, you know, so you don't come out there with like a flaming, like a uh, uh, barbed wire, uh, wooden, you know, 4 by 4 or nothing? No, no, no. I come <laughs> out there now. I have this uh, awesome... It's like a Union Jack flag, but it's like, yeah, nice. It's purple. It's purple and green, like a Joker, and it's freaking yeah. awesome. It is amazing. So I got there, like wrapped up like a blanket, like it's pretty awesome. Sounds definitely <laughs> Travis style. Travis loves jo- anything Jokerish. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally into it. So, one of the things that uh, Richie before uh, before we got on the on on this today's episode, Richie and I have been talking beforehand, and he wanted to kind of review a little bit of WrestleMania because I know he had some thoughts going on from WrestleMania time. So both Ramsey and I wanted to devote a little bit of time because the, the people got our perspective from WrestleMania uh, last last week in the majority of the episode. But what were your what were your okay. some, your thoughts about the show? Did you like it? What would you have done different? Is there something you hated? Like what, what did you think of the overall pre- uh, presentation last weekend? So the overall show – I thought it was a good pay-per-view, but not a great WrestleMania. Like, that makes sense? Yeah. Um, I know WrestleMania's held like a high standard, but um, I didn't hate it. I mean, I thought, you know, it was a good match. Like, the opener, the triple threat was probably one of the matches of the night. Probably, like, my top two, maybe. Um, right. You know, uh, and, yeah, like, it was a good pay-per-view. Just not a great WrestleMania. Like, um, what, did, what, through, what got you... Uh, off guard the most because I know that there were several moments during during the show that's that some people got caught off guard like namely just as an example people including myself couldn't believe that Oscar lost to to Charlotte I didn't see I didn't think that was going to happen was there anything in particular that kind of just made you go damn that just that came out of left field it feels like uh, well Oscar losing I kind of like that but uh, really I did too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was kind of caught off guard by the uh, Rousey match being so soon. Like, I figured they'd go on, you know, like, third or second to the last or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, there was a really good match. It was a very well planned out match. Like you felt Triple H was carrying the whole thing. Uh, oh, right. yeah. Which everybody expected that too. They thought Trips was going to have to do the the workload, which I I did too. And I was like, because the last time we had saw Angle. Uh, it's no offense to Kurt Angle, but he wasn't super mobile. He wasn't really man. He's still that way. It's sad. It, it is, but you know what? And, and like I said, no the... so like, yeah, it's it, it... no knees pretty much. So yeah, you know, he's doing good for having no knees pretty much. Yeah, and that's what I was. I said the same thing last week. Is that for the lack of mobility that he he seems to have these days, just from the wear and tear on his body, mm-hmm. he actually was able to hold his own pretty well in that uh, in that last in that match last weekend. And Rousey came out and surprised the living hell out of me. I did not expect yeah. that whatsoever. Yeah. So it's not super. It's not super wrestling based off the matches. But what did you think about all the entrances? Did you like the whole? I mean, I just all the 3D stuff, or was it a kind of a cheap way of getting out of pyro? I think uh, obviously, like at home, people saw it, but they didn't there. I know, yeah, <laughs> right? I would think probably the 3D would probably cost as much, maybe more than that. But I don't know. I, it was cool. It, it was cool from a viewer's standpoint at home, but like you're saying, it's like, well, what happens for the people that are live there in the audience? They don't get any of that. They just get a simple entrance. I know. Uh, to... <laughs> yeah, um, and I think the cause I kind of knew like the points where I wasn't going to be invested like the tag team matches. I was like, okay, this is back and break time. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's funny you said that because that's literally what I wrote on Twitter right when he picked that little right when he picked Nicholas. I was like, okay, <laughs> I couldn't believe that. By the way, that's still you know Stone Cold even came out and said what trash that was. It was. You're like, I, I thought that was like a make a wish I was like, okay, I thought it was. I was like, what is it about John Cole's son? Like, what is it about the referee's son that was so stressful? Like, I'm, I'm like still trying to be like, okay, why is that such a big deal? Like, why is his son get to be it? Like, why not? Like, <laughs> he must have had some kind of blackmail information on one of the wrestlers, or maybe even. <laughs> I guess. It's it was um, it was tra- it was tragic. Yeah. Um, so the John Cena thing, I liked how they did the build, and they didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I guess my personal opinion is everyone's like, oh, like you went in there and squashed Cena, but I think because I heard. I heard Taker got this new hip of his. Like, I heard he has this new hip that he's rocking, you know? Yeah. Maybe that means that he's going to come back a little more. So maybe yeah. that was like, wants to be like, okay, he's back. He just went there and squashed Cena. And that was going to probably be a I mean, are you a fan of Taker, you know, still wrestling? Or you think it's time for him to retire? Uh, I think <laughs> he can, uh, I think he can walk away happy. But especially with a good hip, now, definitely walk away. I think that little bit of fanboy left me kind of still enjoys that whole went back. Like realistically, I mean, I think. Yeah. I think That's it's a, all like no matter who you are, you know, we can always give ourselves like an end date. But when you're wrestling, it's like, like realistically, I'll probably be doing it like until I can't walk anymore. So yeah. I get it. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things like you can give yourself an end date. But it's just so hard to walk away from. Yeah, it's kind of like you know the adrenaline, all the stuff that goes with it. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I think that's kind of. I feel the same way that Richie feels that same aspect. It's kind of like we, we as fans are are, are kind of glad that he's still here because we just enjoy the theatrics and the presence of that character. But mm-hmm. it's kind of like what I was telling Ramsey uh, before Mania. 
I was perfectly content if this whole thing panned out to where Taker wasn't going to show back up and somebody else was going to, because that was what Ramsey was thinking was going to happen was he was going to be like, he's going to get out at WrestleMania and here comes this new person that's going to come and they're going to get a good rub from Cena and, and everything. I mean, why not? You know, (laughs) and I thought this, I thought it sounded good too. I mean, how cool would have been a Bray Wyatt's music hit and he was like more demonic after being thrown in the lake of reincarnation. There's so many ways right now. I know I do like this thing right now, but it's also very, it's something that's not long-term the Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy thing. I love, but it makes Bray Wyatt look more funny than it would be like an undertaker. And well, I think what, what they're trying doing. to gear what it's better than what he's been doing. Yeah, but the whole point was it'd be cool if he came from the re- lake of reincarnation and became like something more demonic or more focused or more on point, and then you know he kind of takes over Taker's shoes. You know Bray Wyatt's new music hits or whatever. You know just a whole new you know kind of like a um, whole character change, but a little more dark. Some people thought that, but I don't know. I, I what did you I'm think, Richard? I'm a fan of the Hardy Wyatt thing, but yeah, what's your what's your take, Rich? Yeah, I think Bray, like the guy, is such an awesome promo. But it's one of the things. If you've heard one, you've most likely heard them all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I think maybe something like a little bit new. Um, you know, I kind of like this whole thing. Like they're always going for like baby face turns, but um, yeah, I think I think him coming out to face Cena. Like I don't know. I think they might have not got a big reaction. I don't know. I, I was even thinking Bobby Lashley could get a huge reaction. It had to be I mean, Bobby Lashley. Bray Wyatt wasn't my first pick, honestly, but we've got on the topic. There's many guys I'd rather, rather have seen than Taker, honestly. Yeah. What were you saying, Rich? Yeah, like, I was shocked that Lashley's top on Raw. Was, it could have just been, you know, like the whole Raw to WrestleMania thing, but. He got, but a, good, got, he got a good reaction. Yeah. But, uh, like I wasn't really too stoked about coming back, and then it's like, eh. but they're gonna they're gonna trash him like they do like they did the last time. Too. Probably, probably, and that's such a disappointment because I honestly feel like Lashley is so much better now than what he used to be, and it's coincidental that that's the case because, like Richie was saying when he got on, he's he he sent that message to you and me before we got on the call. Yeah. He's like, save me from Impact, and yet I believe Impact is what's actually shaped him into the wrestler that he's in now. Yeah. To where he's actually, in my opinion, he's a complete package now. So, kind of like how I was super excited about the rumors of Shelton Benjamin coming back. And I was like, this is his chance to be a main star now. Mm-hmm. And he is way better on the mic than he used to be. And he's still athletic as hell. And personally, I think he's more entertaining than Lashley ever has been. And look what they've done with him. So, <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, so- I was a really tough for Benjamin to come back. You know, but it's like... Came back, just randomly got in this random tag team. It's kind of like eh. with Chad Gable, nonetheless. And, and don't get me wrong; it kind of ha- it some had a quirky feel. It kind of worked a little bit, but it's like I don't want to see him in a tag team thing anymore. I want to see him like in a. I want to see him in a singles. If you're going to bring some star that actually gets more pops than half of your current roster, push him all the way. Well, and what's what's interesting about the uh, the Shelton Benjamin aspect of it too is it's almost like they tried to do two different tag teams at the same time. It's because it's we, we know Chad Gable was coming off of American Alpha after they split Jordan off from him and went to Raw, which we all know how that's ended up. Yeah, and yeah. Chad Gable is the one that honestly I think is the star, the bigger star of the two. And it's like pairing him with Shelton Benjamin. They were trying to recreate American Alpha two. As as the Usos put it, uh, put it, 
But then when you think about it, too, they were also trying to do another version of World's Greatest Tag Team where Gable was filling the shoes of Charlie Haas. And you can't, you can't do that. You know, it's they're two. They were two tag teams, of course, each in their separate times, but in the same aspect and 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 way of thinking is you can't put two teams like that together uh, through just one member of each team. It's not going to create the same magic that it had with the yeah. original team. Yeah. And so, I feel like that's what we were getting was just yeah. a half-assed version of both. So more stuff that's happened this week. So how, what did you guys think, Richie? What did you think about a uh, big cast coming back? I mean, was it were you excited for, or are you just blah? Or I was kind of blah. I was like, man, like I never been like that. I guess I never been like a huge fan of him. But <laughs> he came back. I was like, oh, hey, here's big cast. That's what <laughs> I thought too. What about his first <laughs> match being with Daniel? I mean, his first real feud, supposedly, is going to be with Daniel Bryan. I think that'll help him get over as a heel. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it will. It's I think it all depends on how they present Cass too, because I think the way that Cass had been presented right before he got injured, we got that he was the big tall guy. But I mean, did anybody really take his heel character seriously? You know, his mic work is pretty I mean, good. It's just he would stop talking like this every single time that might take him seriously. <laughs> right. That's yeah, kind of his. I think it's kind voice. of his thing to be like the yeah. big. Uh, I guess not the big dumb ox, pretty much. <laughs> hey, so um, so just to backtrack just a little bit. So, what did you guys? Uh, I have this opinion on the AJ Nakamura match. I kind of felt like when they went out there, they were like, "Okay, go, but don't go like you once did, like in uh, Japan." Yeah, yeah, that's because we don't want to take away from Roman Lesnar. <laughs> I kind of feel like they might have make did that this match together. good, but don't give it your all, basically. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what it felt like, and that's what I was telling Ramsey last week uh, was that the, I I also think, and I was talking to George, your brother, about this uh, away during the week, where I think we were all guilty of doing it is that we hyped the matchup so much that there's no way it could have lived up to the hype. It's still it's still a decent match to watch, but to what you're saying, Richie, it was one of those situations where I think they weren't given enough time to really do yeah. what they needed to do. And it just, I think the audience uh, was just gassed because we were bringing that yeah. up too. You could tell the energy had just been sucked. And it was oh, yeah. all by the Rousey match, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I know. And uh, plus, you know, with the Reigns Lesnar, I think the problem with that was it's really, it wasn't a bad match. Uh, like, I know I'm not going to jump in this whole, like, uh, Reigns thing, but it's like the poor guy takes the ball, he runs with it. Like he does what he's told. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, I mean, people sit on the match before it even starts. I think that's the problem. You know, people were already like, they were throwing beach you... balls during the match. Yeah. Yeah. And you could hear the booze going on uh, when people would get him taken away. But to, to Richie's point, too, it's it's now come to, I, well, Ramsey said it too on this show. We, we don't really hate Roman. It's not. No. It's not about hating the guy because he's a solid performer. He's stopped doing stupid, goofy promos. And this whole feud with Lesnar is – it's its not the greatest. I think know, anything around Lesnar, it just isn't as fun anymore. I agree. I, yeah. I, I mean, you could put anybody agree. against Lesnar. And with his with Lesnar's new contract, if you guys have uh, looked it up and found it, which you God, can find yes. on rumblingrumors.com. So basically he's only going to be getting paid – Every time he's on Raw, 
which I don't know if that was the deal last time, but supposedly this is a different deal. So WWE is not going to use them as WWE is not going to use them even half as much as they did previously because now they know they have a way to. This is basically a way for him to go to UFC. Yeah. So whenever they need him, they'll say, "Hey, we'll pay you this much." God, can you imagine him? And he's a freaking title holder right now. Can you imagine if he keeps the title after the greatest Royal Rumble, and we only see him when WWE wants to pay him to come on air? I'm like, God, this is gonna be amazing. Yeah. Did you see, did you really see the details of it? Or yeah, I wrote about the it. details of it. Yeah. It's it's incredible. It's one the the way they broke it down because I I just saw I just saw it last night, and the way that it was broke down was. Lesnar's going to get paid $637,000 per match, then per TV appearance, not even westling, yeah. but TV appearance. He's going to bank, I can't remember exactly the it's number, like, uh, but it was over 14, 100 grand. It no. was over 100. Well, oh, grand. that's including with merch. I was going to say well, yeah. I was going to say per TV appearance, yeah. he's going to get 100 grand plus at least 100 grand plus 6% of his uh, of his merchandise sales and the difference this time for WWE is that they now get to use which I was kind of shocked by this they now have the licensing to use his image on products and stuff like that and I'm like wow you haven't gone that is it which would explain I guess why they just do logos for him mostly yeah um, but it's it's incredible I'm like is this a deal that's ever been done before because Lesnar's getting like a red carpet treatment, and he's going to be able to negotiate another UFC fight under this WWE contract. It's it's crazy. So, like, yeah, Richie, what's your take on this? I mean, I think it's been long enough. It's like, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Lesnar has been a big part of the viewership. I think, um, you know, but yeah, like, I do kind of agree. Like, it's kind of time to. I think people were starting to like not get. It. I was wanting to see the title change. I mean, you yeah. have a relatively new. Sorry to cut you off. We have a relatively new title, and we never freaking see it. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it's been gone for almost a year. And somebody was, I think Ramsey and I touched on this a little bit, but it's like. Oh yeah, I touched the... it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were. I think we were saying on Twitter that. Uh, uh, Lesnar's whole universal title reign is almost in a way supposed to be like a slap in the face to CM Punk because the rumor going around is that yeah. they are they're wanting to keep the title on him to go past the 434 reign but of CM Punk CM Punk never had the universal title exactly and the universal title is not going to be around long term I swear it's not but yeah. the cool story here is AJ Styles is the one who may surpass CM Punk if he does oh, okay. I won't be disappointed with me, that me either yeah, not me either. Yeah, and like I, I think I kind of did. I think they did that to AJ Lee, like with the uh, Divas title. Like I how know. they had Nikki hold it for. I was like, okay, you're gonna stare on her like immediately. Okay. <laughs> now, did, what did, did you, Nikki Bella break that right? Yes, Nikki Bella with the Divas title reign broke. Yeah. And and wouldn't you know it, the reign ended on the very same night that they introduced the women's. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not the women's title. But they had Charlotte beat her like just a couple days after. It was like just two yeah. or three days after she broke the record. And it's like, oh, so we definitely know that that was I mean, supposed to be a slap. To me, it's like it's just it's just constant like political crap. It's like why well, it just give wrestling fans an awesome show if the title holder is worthy of that reign? Awesome. But personally, out of all the girls you have run with it and beat the AJ Lee is Nikki Bella. No, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know it's weird. And I would. Uh, I would shit my pants 
it probably ever need to come back because I was such a big fan of him. Right. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, that, that was the, that was the time. I was thinking that too. It was like if that ever happens, which they always say, never say never. Yeah, it's... I I don't know though. I think I, I got a feeling though. After a certain amount of time, he may not be wrestling ready or re- same like he used to be. I got a feeling of Ultimate Warrior and all these guys with all their crap they say it publicly on YouTube and stuff in the past. If they can come back and they can mend fences. Uh, I think Triple H and uh, Vince, they always are looking for what to make the next money on, and they don't care about problems. You know, They'd rather create controversy, bring in CM Punk on, than keep him off air pretty much. Oh, absolutely. I, I 100% agree, and especially now he's about to have his second UFC fight in Chicago coming up in June. So, I mean, he's going to have a little bit more. Even, so, even, if he, even if he were to lose this fight um, – which is the fact that he's funny. done he's done two UFC fights, or he will have done two UFC fights at this point. Even if he loses this one, that's just going to add to his stock value when he eventually does come back. Because irregardless yeah. whether he wins or loses, he still did it. So, yeah. so Brock Lesnar won't be the only one that, that at that point can claim that they fought in the UFC. Granted, he never would have won. Punk's not going to win a title. That's that's obvious. But he yeah. still fought and competed in UFC. You got to so, give the guy something. Something kind of pertaining to Brock Lesnar that's been happening in the last week or so. So, uh, kind of like Brock Lesnar. So, uh, when it comes to endorsements, different things, people have been... Oh, not people. Randy Orton is making the headlines because a tattoo artist has is now suing WWE and 2K Games for using Randy Orton's tattoos that he got by her. Yeah. I mean, that's... that's it's And this is going to be... If this happens where she wins this case, it's going to be gigantic for every single industry. So if you don't know the story, you can go to rumblingrumors.com and check it out. But basically, all the stuff he has on his body, all the tattoos, when they're in the, when they're in the video game and when they're on t-shirts and different stuff, she's basically wanting compensation for that. <laughs> yep, saying it's her design. So and... what are your guys' take? Richie, what do you think about this? I'm sure she got paid a healthy amount by tattooing Ray Orton. Right. There's another way just to get money. I think it's like, yeah, like it's her work, but really, he's a freaking WWE superstar and he's going to be on games and stuff and posters. So if she does that, now everybody's going to be like, oh, well, uh, Goldberg's got that fucking barbed wire. I want my. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, that's what makes it so ridiculous. I think, I think all three of us are in agreement that. This, if this goes through, like you're saying, Ramsey, and she actually wins this case, man. And and honestly, and I hate saying, think it about too, movie industry. Yeah, and well, and and I was thinking this myself. It's like it would be like you're saying it would definitely be a game changer because then, like you're saying, now would we have other tattoo artists that feel like, well, this is my work. So if it's going to be copyrighted, like if there's going to be pictures that is going to have any kind of money that's coming in from it. Then we deserve, in this case, somewhat of a royalty from it. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I mean, oh and my that, God, Scarlett Johansson had a little heart on her ankle, and I saw it on uh, Marvel's Avengers, and I should get a million dollars. Right. I mean, come on. That's, I mean, that's don't you think? That's pretty much what it would sound like. Don't yeah. you think, as an artist, you already get so much cred saying, "Hey, I've done fifteen of Randy Orton's tattoos. That's why you should. That's why I'm going to charge you two hundred dollars more an hour." I mean, that's what happens. So the lady's probably already making more money saying she, you know, tattoos a famous wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Thirsty ass bitches. That's what I call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally true. Yeah. 
Hey, so crazy can part I, is, I mean, it really will make everybody come out if she wins this case, and she's going, she's suing 2K Games and WWE. So she's suing a whole entire gaming company and a multi, you know, what million or billion billion dollar industry wrestling. If she wins this, you're gonna have so many, just at least in the wrestling industry, because I mean, how many wrestlers have tattoos? I mean, so here's here's my question to both of y'all. Yeah. Do you think, in your own personal opinion, that she actually has a legit chance of winning? Uh, I honestly uh, think she does, and that's what's scary about it. I think she has well, a very good here's chance. Here's the thing. The only problem with it is, I mean, I had to do a story about this, so I know a little backstory. She actually supposedly went to WWE almost nine years ago and, and basically told her grievances – and then WWE, which they shouldn't have done if this is true, said, here's $400. Also, to kind of basically to pay her off. Yeah. They, and so they, when that, you do that whole paying off thing, it looks really bad. <laughs> but again, that's if we if it can be traced. Exactly. There's a exactly. paper trail with it. Exactly. So, yeah. but man, yeah. I, it'll be interesting to see how this case unfolds. And then on top of that, this week we got the little bit of the, the tragic news from uh, the passing of Bruno San Martino. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But hey, you know, the guy was 82 years old, and it was incredible to see how many of the wrestlers posted something about him in this week. That one day alone, like there was a full article on a, on one of the wrestling websites that I check out, and it had nothing but tweets, yeah. Facebook posts, Instagram posts, all of them. And there was like at least, I got to page four, and, I, and there was still another page that you could go. I don't know how many pages they had worth of uh Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams. It was incredible just yeah. to see that. Just shows how much he meant to a lot of people and what his yeah. impact on the business itself was. So not to take away from Bruno, but let's talk about Alexa Bliss's fake tits she just got. Oh, stop it now. This is this is I not. You and I talked about this yesterday. I'm telling you that that was not done just recently. That I just wanted. I just wanted uh, to draw a dark contrast between somebody. You know, whatever. So. I want to talk about this a little bit because I got some major, major heat online by all these crybabies online about just posting what every other major wrestling site talked about. People were asking why Alexa Bliss was not live and why she's had canceled appearances, canceled live shows in South uh, South Africa or wherever uh -huh. they're at. They're in Africa, yeah. and yes. she's canceled those appearances and she did a live taping of her RAW. And the, I had to post about it, and so so she basically got uh, recent breast augmentation. Yes, she had a previous one too, Travis, but this is talking about a brand new one that happened last week or so, and supposedly she's still not cleared by WWE to wrestle. And I think they're doing this because Greatest Royal Rumble's coming up, and so she has some time to actually recover. Uh, right. I don't know. But, you know, and, and, and what I was trying to get at yesterday was, yes, indeed, you can obviously tell just because there's there's several pictures on her Instagram account from previous time that you can tell that she's already had that type of surgery. Um, but she did that back in her bodybuilding days because she had – and most most female bodybuilders, they do. They, they go have uh, breast implants done because they have concentrated all of their muscle into their body, but they still want to have the feminine physiques. Some of them don't, so they do that to still represent that fermentation. Then, if there's been anything new, it wouldn't be the first time that that's happened. Trish Stratus did it. Uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce mm -hmm. are also two people, apparently, that did that, um, and that was the more recent ones. 
But my thing was when you told me this yesterday was it was just done this week, rumoredly, and I was like, there's no way. There is no way medically possible that she would have been able to take that photo that she did that stirred up that controversy, and uh, there's no way she could have done what she was well, doing in the she, same week. Cause you yeah, knew. I mean, she it's supposedly breast augmentation, so I have no idea what she got done exactly. It may not be full implants. It could be just like a lift. I don't know. I right. mean, I'm not the – I mean, I wish I was the inspector, but I'm I not. I bet. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to ask you guys. I mean, here's the thing. I run a wrestling website and a rumor website and all that fun stuff. So I got to report the news. I I didn't have a huge amount of people come at me, but I actually had more people defend me online than come at me. But when was it something to talk about online, or should I have got as much heat as I did? What do you think, Richie? I mean, is it? I mean, is it part of the wrestling world where we just talk about females and males? And if John Cena and Nikki Bella got split up, nobody gave me shit for that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, you know, woman's body is her body. She can do what she wants with it. But yeah. yeah, I think he's good. You, know, you talk about it, whatever. Oh, he's always good. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't mind it. Website, you know. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> well, see, I, I mean, I just don't get it. You know, I don't understand people get butt hurt by every single thing. I wrote the article, not even realizing it was wrong to write it. So that's just well. Uh, it wouldn't be like the two thousands without trolls. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, everybody gets, everybody's too sensitive this day and age anyway. Yes. So, I mean, that we're, you're always going to, you're always going to make somebody irritated. Oh, yeah. That's just, yeah. that's just so the way the cookie So, let's crumbles. take a quick commercial break and we're going to talk about the superstar shakeup and more to come. Be right back. Hey, guys, this is Ramsey. Have you ever wanted to play fantasy football, but wrestling style? Like, if you're a wrestling fan, get with your buddies and actually compete against each other and pick your guys who are going to win and all that stuff? Well, I was researching online and I actually found a website that does this now. And we've actually partnered with them, which is pretty exciting. Uh, it's called StatementGames.com. And the most exciting part is I'm actually in the lobby playing right now. <laughs> so if you want to know more about this, and actually we're their sponsor for the next couple months. So now if you sign up with us, you get free coins to play. It's free to join, all that good stuff. You can go to rumblingrumors.com, and at the very top banner, you can actually press that banner, and it will take you to the link to get those free coins to start playing with me and whoever else is in there. And one of the coolest thing is you actually win real prizes. If you win the tournaments, you can actually win Raw and SmackDown tickets. You can win Visa cards, all that good stuff. It's pretty exciting that there's a free game out there. You actually win tickets and different things let alone compete with your friends to see who's better at uh, predicting the card. Well, guys, check it out, rumblingrumors.com, top banner, statement games. And you can also text RR to 516, and they'll give you all the information, how to sign up and all that good stuff. Back to the show, guys. All right, guys, we're back. And on the little break we took, we found out uh, Mike Kyoto and Richie, Richie has some uh, beef. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so we all watched SmackDown, the cash-in from Cormella, right? Yeah. Okay, am I not the only one that noticed Mike Kyoto, his freaking stalling was like, I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> he kept having yes. a break, turning back to her, closing her eyes, like, squinting, and like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, dude, you've been in this business for, for like, they've been doing cash-ins since 2005, and you're confused. Did anyone notice like his excessive like? Just wait, what? yeah, 
where he was pausing, like, in between. Pausing and, like, are you sure you want to do this? And, like, you know, Carmelo, like, through a storyline, is there, like, like, a losing her shit. I think she even I'm said over here, time. like, about to, like, punch a TV. It's like, dude, that was way too excessive. Like, it pissed me off so bad. It's like, I, it's, <laughs> it's not the first time Money the Bank is cashed in, Mike. Come on. Right, and, and the way yeah. – uh, that's kind of how I felt with Richie too because – and like you said, tr- uh, props to Carmella because she kept saying, stop <clears throat> wasting time. Like, go and cash yeah. it in. <laughs> like, yeah. and it's like stop trying to show a conscience here. This is not what the – this is what the money in the bank is about. This is what we've seen numerous times. Edge did it yeah. so many times. Like It was like times 10. Like, it was so extra. Like, I was like, dude, like, it was – because I get the whole, like, wait, are you sure? But this was like – it almost took away from the appeal. Vince yeah, probably yeah. told him, sell this really hard, and he probably like, okay. Well, he did, and he overly did he it. He freaked himself to work that day, and he decided to go the extra mile because I was like about to yeah, – I was <laughs> losing my mind. <laughs> oh, man. That's... So what did you guys – well, what did you guys think about the superstar shakeup this week? We talked about big cast, but what did you guys think about all the transitions and different people switching things? Richie, uh, what's your thought, man? I let's see who were the first few that, that came from SmackDown. Uh, so we had Jinder Mahal. Okay, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> so the U.S. title that was kind of predictable. They were. I was either expecting Rollins to go to SmackDown or, you know, like the U.S. title come to Raw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel that if they did put Matt and Bray together, you know, they kind of didn't need to, to split him and Jeff up. You know. Which is cool because Jeff Hardy can go back on a a, a good singles run. I'm, I'm cool do. with that because I'm Jeff Hardy, my favorite, my favorite guy ever. But I just watch more of Raw continuously, and I was like, ah, I'd rather see him on. But I you know I'd rather him go for a WWE title than Universal trash. Well, and here's my here's a beef that I had with the shakeup. I don't know if y'all felt the same way or not, but did Raw just like get royal treatment or something? Because People say that every took, year though. But they did. I mean, look at look at the caliber of people that they took. From SmackDown. Granted, yes, most of them weren't doing anything, but it's like you couldn't actually keep some of these dudes over on SmackDown to build themselves do you, up. Do you know the only reason why I'm for this, Travis? Go is ahead. because they kind of use SmackDown as a secondary to NXT. Like you go from NXT, you're almost nobody, then you become somebody, and then you go to SmackDown where you get your first breath of a you know, real audience and you make your character, and it's almost like a, it's almost like a, um, some not, you know, I mean, it's not like an indie level, but it still feels like a not raw. And well, then you no, have raw, yeah. which to me has always been growing up your premiere show. Well, and the only thing that I was really disappointed with when it came to the the shakeup, I think the one that hurt me the most when I look at it, um, it almost looked like they were they were building SmackDown. I don't know if anybody else caught this or not. But it's almost like they built SmackDown to be like the the show where like kind of what you're saying, where like the indie guys are at, where yeah. the NXT guys that may, we're big are at now, uh, where the Japan guys are big at. Um, they did keep a few of those guys over on Raw, but like uh, Bobby Roode coming from SmackDown, I was extremely upset about. I was like, why couldn't they have just left him over on SmackDown and be a heel? Because he's an awesome heel. And then yeah. that's where they ended up putting Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan's still there, AJ Styles is there, Nakamura's still there. Like if Bobby Yeah, I mean, Roode obviously have they have some there, major stars still there. Yeah, and if they would have left Bobby Roode there, I just feel like he could have shined so much more as a singles guy and had more of an opportunity to go heel if he would have been left over on SmackDown. Yeah. And I wish Balor would have came to SmackDown too. 
I really do. And I'm like, so, first I thought. Mm-hmm. So at first I thought Kevin Owens and Zayn going to Raw would hurt SmackDown. Until I saw Joe, I was like, okay, because Kevin and Sammy, like, they kind of made SmackDown really, like, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah I 100% agree with that, yeah. So I thought them losing them would kind of, like, make it more garbage than it already is. Mm-hmm. I think them joining <laughs> Joe, I think that was good. Because mm-hmm. um, Joe's going to be, he's going to be the monster crowd. on Raw. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Smackdown. he'll be the monster on SmackDown, excuse me. You pulled a Ramsey. I'm okay. kind of hoping for a uh, Joe Styles match. I would totally. Oh hell yeah! Yes, and that's what I'm saying. It's almost like a T. It's so, almost like a TNA reunion over there. So yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't really excited about the shakeup in general. So I wasn't either. Let me give you, uh, or let me give you. Let me ask you guys: Do you guys prefer a draft style stuff or shakeup? Because the shakeup to me was shitty compared to a draft. I just like the whole like sporty kind of feel of a draft. Like when you, mm-hmm. I like the reactions in the back. They have the cameras panning. All the guys are sitting there. It was just really exciting compared to like, compared to like almost like a Roth or Mania thing where we're in a match and then people keep just surprising us. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, I see I that like too much. Did, uh, you what? I'm also going to be a fan of WWE from like the like 2004 to 2007 era. Like after my favorite years of oh, WWE, yeah. like how they did. Uh, like one year they did the whole like lottery, like the uh, yes, thing. Yeah, I love that. it was so fun. Yeah, that, and I think one time they actually, like, uh, I think Paul Heyman pulled Triple H, and they actually had to, like, you know. Yes, yeah, I know, that was actually the 2004 draft, when they, when you're, yeah. like you're saying, they did the bubble, and Paul Heyman pulled out the, like you said, the Triple H thing, and he did the whole spitting of the water in the back, because he was shocked that he was going over to See? SmackDown. See, look at those memories you guys just described right there, that, like, it. It really has something, you know. What can you really take away from a shakeup? I can't think of one thing that dramatically impacted my mind or my memory. To that point, though, too, by the way, in that very same memory, mm-hmm. uh, the very same night Triple H got drafted to SmackDown, somehow at that very same lottery, he went back to Raw yes. the same <laughs> night. <laughs> so, so I forgot about that. That's pretty funny, too. Yeah, Boys, like another guy, like I think they traded like the Dudley Boys and RVD or something like back to SmackDown or something like that. So yeah, like, I thought it was so ridiculous. I just missed that. I just, I don't know. It did. I, I get where you're going with that because I thought that too, and I said something similar where I was like, it was the lot, the draft or the draft lottery, however they wanted to conceive it, just felt so much more exciting because yeah. this just like you like you were describing, Ramsey. It just feels like they just throw people out of random like a raw after WrestleMania. It's almost like they have the GMs do their deals behind closed doors, and we don't really get to see the excitement of being like, oh, who's going to come over next? Who's going to show up next? It doesn't have the same effect or appeal as what the draft would have. And I mean, yeah, I, I miss it. I I don't know. I just, I was really excited for this week. Oh, shake up. It's going to make things a little better, you know? But it's like, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I know somebody commented last week and said, make things more positive and stuff like that, which I try to as much as I can. Hey, I, had to tell, I had to tell that fan the same thing and been like, listen. There is positive points in this podcast, but I mean, it's not my fault that WB keeps doing those things. Right, we're the we're the fans. We're always going to be critics, but that's how we as wrestling fans are, and we all can admit it. We're never going to be completely one hundred percent happy with the product. Yeah. yeah, it's just you can't with a with a with a profession like this. You're never going to appease everybody because there's so many people that watch this. You're always going to end up making somebody upset with stories or characters or things like that. You can't appeal to everybody. I mean, I don't know. I just and I thought. I thought during the shakeup, the big cast thing was handled really poorly. I, I mean, did they too. are handling they are handling these surprise comebacks so shitty. 
I mean, I've never been so uh, – my bubble's been bursted so, pre- uh, beforehand so many times now with Finn Balor on injury, coming back. I've said it before. When Finn Balor came back from his injury, what'd they do? They had him the night before in a live event, and then they promoted it on WB.com saying Finn Balor's back. What kind of damn creative department do you have when you don't realize your biggest ratings always come from a surprise? I mean, look, hey, man, hey, Matt, turn to Raw. Uh, yeah. Finn Balor is back. Hey, Matt, Jeff Hardy. Hey, Matt, Stone Cold just, you know, just came back. You don't, I don't know. You just, I don't know. They just, they go two, three weeks ahead of time. Undertaker's returning three weeks from now. What? Don't yeah. tell yeah. me that. I don't know. That's, I'm just one of my pet peeves. <laughs> yeah, so we had Taylor Chaney Dolph Ziggler. Okay, maybe they can do something to him. Like, I've always liked Dolph. I don't. I've always liked Dolph. Ask Travis. Uh, Drew McIntyre, that's kind of weird. Maybe he has. They little... trashed that one too. Yeah, Mac yeah. and McIntyre, like what Richie's saying is, it's it felt so out of place putting Drew oh and gosh. Dolph together. Like, yeah. I'm like, where's where's the connection? Where's the correlation? Richie, what did you think about his uh, Richard, his uh, debut on or re debut? Um, I think Drew could have come back on his own. I don't. And it I think feels he like he's got Dolph like muscle, which I don't think like Dolph doesn't need that, and Drew doesn't need to. Like that either, but if they want to start attacking, yeah, but it kind of felt like he was like his diesel, you know, it was like exactly, yeah, yeah, and it's not really, it's not really even a, a formidable tag team. Like it doesn't even have a ring to it. Drew and Drew and Dolph, like Drew yeah. double D's. He should have, in my opinion, should have gone over to SmackDown, and I got and I caught that by the way, Ramsey. So yeah, well done. that'd be a good one, Double D. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we are. Me and Richie already work with a character. And then their finisher could be like double penetration. Bam. Oh, stop it. Bam. Look at that. Okay. Uh, Baron Corbin. I. I've never. No. I can never get on the Corbin train. I don't know. Probably because Corbin wasn't even wrestling a couple years ago. He was still trying to do football. He's but you that, know what? Mm. In NXT, he was actually pretty decent. It's just ever yeah. since the main roster, he's 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 kind of. I think it's been almost like a disappointment. I will give you that. Yeah. NXT, I actually kind of liked him. Yeah. Like, he was cool. He was the mystique guy. He didn't really talk a whole lot. And he what just did, he, he almost got the Goldberg treatment over in NXT. Richie, what did you think about uh, – this isn't this isn't really Superstar Shake-Up because this was last, last week. What did you think about Tokar and Razor? Oh, I'm mean, uh, I mean AOP. It's Akeem and Razor, I believe. Oh. Uh, Does anybody get that joke at all? No, no, not even. Ninja- what? Ninja Turtles with Shredder, Tokar, and Razor. I wasn't a uh, Ninja Turtles fan. Like I was more of a Saved by the Bell kid. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Saved by the Bell compared to Ninja Turtles, Richie. Don't you dare! Hey, hey. I'm Saved by the Bell. Zach Orth, coolest guy ever. I'm yeah, glad you're. You better, I'm, I'm glad you're you better, honest. Ramsey, you better back off Bayside. All right. Travis, you're younger than both of us. You shouldn't be watching Saved by the Bell. You should be watching Teletubbies. Forget you, man. I was watching Saved by the Bell on reruns and syndication on TV. Oh, I was too busy watching Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. I was watching Power Rangers too. What? Ruchi? (laughs) I just can't watch it, man. You're you're a little older than us, aren't you? Do what? You're a little bit bit different generation than us, I guess. I mean, I'm 33. I don't know. Oh, if that's what possible. the hell? You don't like Power Rangers, and you're only you're <laughs> only two Randy years older than me. What the? Took it personally. He's like, oh no, you're like my age. I just never met anybody my uh, age who's a guy who doesn't like Power Rangers or Ninja Turtles. Damn. Yeah, because like, I, like honestly, like I was never a comic book kid. Like, oh, okay. Like, Marvel coming out. Like I was like, and like I just kept 
I think like the last comic book movie I watched was my friends like uh, voted over me because they wanted to go see the Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton or whatever his name is. Well, that's why you don't like. That's, that's why like, you don't like it anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was like the only like last comic book movie I actually went to all. But other than that, I mean, I just <laughs> everybody's different. So, but it just, I'm just just uh, making fun of you a little bit. <laughs> I mean, if, if it makes you feel any better, I used to play violin, and I had wrestling stickers all over my violin case, and I was a big freaking nerd, so. I could totally um, see that. Violin. Oh, yeah. I played violin and had literally had every single WBE or WBF at the time wrestling sticker all over my – it was the most weirdest combination. I was definitely an outcast. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, like I worked from Stay by the Bell, wrestling, and, of course, the Anarchy was like my new thing, so I watched that on repeat like all the time. Oh, you like you like some mainstream stuff then? Rich, Richie oh, yeah. and I, Richie and I have delved a little bit into Sons of Anarchy. That's that's kind oh, of our dude. favorite show. So, I've rewatched that show probably at least twelve times. Like it's one of those things like I don't like sit down to watch it, but if I'm like cleaning or like napping or like working out, like I'll have it on play. That's I, I, I did the same thing. I've been through the whole the whole series at least five times. Maybe I've rewatched the seventies show about three four times. Hey, that's funny. That's still a funny show. It holds up still true. It does, then. It's so good. It's so funny. Yeah. But then, I mean, we all grew up at least – I guess the one saving grace, Richie, is that uh, Ramsey's like, hey, at least he's a wrestling fan, so that's cool. I mean, no Power Rangers, no – Oh, I didn't say I hate the guy because he hates Power Rangers or whatever. I'm just saying that's like I'm – just, I'm just surprised. I've just never met somebody my, close to my age a year or two off, and it's a guy who usually likes one or the two or at least grew up watching it. But, hey. Yeah. Go, 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 Power Rangers, man. That's all I'm saying. Oh, man. <laughs> that was my thing. You what? What did you say, Rich? It just, that was my thing. Like, go, go, Zach Morris. That's my thing. Go, go, Zach Morris. <laughs> oh, my like, God. That's awesome. <laughs> man. Uh, so, anyway, back over to Back to, to some wrestling. <laughs> hey, that's, 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 why the, that's why I like podcasts, though. You can go off on a couple tangents and nobody can bitch at you for it. Right. So, so real quick, did anybody else notice that they showed on SmackDown the uh, the promo or the vignette for Sanity's debut, and then they spoiled it of who it was because they didn't even put a name as to what they were referring to on the on the vignette. And then they're like, "Oh, and look who's coming up from NXT, the guys over at Sanity." And I'm like, "Why? Why would you spoil that?" Oh my God! I know. I was like, that was so stupid. Like, nobody knew who that was, and they're still not going to – I get it that, like, you introduce them into the kids that don't have Twitter. You're not going to know who they are, which will still be impactful, I guess. I mean, Sanity returns next – Sanity debuts next week. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm like, it's stupid. Oh I mean, that God. that vignette was cool. Like, yeah. I thought it was a real cool plug. Oh, man, Okada, Okada got on that, though. Man. You hear about that? <laughs> Do what? Okada. <laughs> IWGP no. champion. What what happened? Okada uh, basically basically referenced Sanity's little uh, thing on there. Oh, because that said chaos. It said chaos. Yeah. And then and then and then Okada goes. He he responded on Twitter to the actual WWE post, I think, and was like, "No, we're still in Japan or something like that." Yes, I, I did like, see oh, that. Oh, that that's so funny. And I thought the same thing too, because it almost had the exact same type of writing and everything. I was like, "Whoa!" I was like. Does WWE know that they almost copied New Japan there? That I I, know. I, I noticed that too. Just so you know, in one of the description points on the podcast, when you read it, it's going to say, Richie never liked Power Rangers or TMNT. <laughs> Ramsey investigates. 
Bring it on. Bring on the Twitter haters and Instagram haters. Right. <laughs> I'm starting to realize that, that, that the haters is what actually makes more people find you. Yeah, it's fun. Like, it's almost becoming more normal to me. I still get pissed off and my buckets hurt once in a while, but... I mean, we all do. I mean, yeah. you always get that one troll that wants to hide under the bridge. So yeah. it's it's usually Travis. It's always gonna be there. Travis yeah, is usually but... one trolling me on Twitter and Facebook. It's like, man, really? My own buddy. I'm the one trolling just, you. My own buddy just trolling. It's sad. I'm the one trolling. You. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna remember that the next time. You I send. I need a Limp Biscuit uh, version of trolling, trolling with you on there. <laughs> Keep trolling, trolling. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say, Richie? I was there reminiscing about the Limp Biscuit. Awesome. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> Did you like my little my little rendition of Fred Durst there for a moment? Yeah, I mean it yeah. literally says in the first line of the podcast like we go off on so many tangents, so which we do. Yeah, um, we do. So I do. Yeah, that's true. So let's uh, keep it down to a couple more things, and we'll uh, call it a day. What um what else happened this week that we need to talk about? There's a couple more things we didn't talk about yet. Anything you think think about, Rich? Um, let's see. Uh, like another little mini rant I had. So like the brawls at the rest of the meeting is they've always been full and like all the Yeah. Know, I think once they started acknowledging, yes, they're all the rest of the meeting. Yes. They, the people they cheer, they cheer the people they boo, and now it's just like, okay, I lost all like the intensity now because now it's just like Yep, I believe you. I, I mean you I believe that, Do you think WWE did that on purpose though, intent to kind of start skewing people away from No, so they they screw it up all the time. They do everything they have going for them, they screw it up. I think they thought that they wanted people to acknowledge that they knew, but I think it's like if they would have kept it, like one of those things, like they, it's like they know, but they don't say they know it. Like I yeah. think they should. Yeah. So here's, I actually have a question for the both of y'all, and it kind of goes back to the shakeup, and I want each of your individual opinions for it. So after all the shifts that have been made, who, and, and I'll even say the people that they've called up to or that have returned. Out of everybody that's coming in or re-debuted back on WWE, who do you think is going to become like a big name player out of all the returns and debuts? Like, who do you think has a real good shot of being something important into the show going forward? And uh, I mean, Joe's I'll always important, but I think Joe's gonna continue to be like I think like Joe's always had a big part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he'd probably be up there, like it went for his injury. Do you think yeah. it's gonna? Do you think he's actually gonna be a good, a top SmackDown guy? Yeah, absolutely. I think he'll like, eventually feud with whoever, like AJ Knox. Mm-hmm. I think they could even do. I would be happy with a four-way, like him, Brian, Knox, and Styles. Like I'd be happy with that. But I think Joe's gonna be almost like the Brock Lesnar over on SmackDown. Just a pure I feel piece. like SmackDown has almost too many strong heels now, and Raw's kind of missing those strong heels now. Especially with The Miz going to SmackDown too. It's like they're making a heel show. Which I want to yeah. say to that before we, we go further with Ramsey with what your thought is on that. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're doing the Daniel Bryan-Miz blow-off, it seems like oh so quickly God. in London with no build. Oh they better God. do this right because, honestly, that feud in and of itself, oh people God. are willing to pay money to see I will be so fucking pissed if they ruin this because I had to freaking announce it on the site and say Daniel Bryan versus The Miz is announced for the UK tour. And I'm thinking, God, why cannot they wait for a WrestleMania bout or a SummerSlam bout? And I know it's going to be matches that probably aren't seen on Raw or SmackDown, maybe, but I'm sure, or SmackDown, sorry. But it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, this thing could be so special. Yes. 
Yes, it really could. Like put them put them on a mic with each other and let them talk again before having. I mean, do they do they forget how to build matches? And there's so much history between Brian and Miz too, because it goes all the way back to the original NXT concept where he played the pro. And I forgot they, about that. It's so cool. And they've they've acknowledged it before. So yeah. it's so in all honesty, what I find interesting is Miz is at the top of his game now, mm-hmm. and he really wasn't at the top of his game back then when all that started. He was he was trying to be built. He's already champion that. too. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, that, and well, and I was gonna say, even though he was the champion, he hadn't really felt like a top tier type of guy at yeah. that point. They were trying to put him in that role. Now he's actually in that role, and Daniel Bryan was never looked at as being a top guy. Now he's like the top babyface of the entire company. So it's basically two characters that have evolved so much, almost within the ten years, that the story writes itself. And why not capitalize on it? You know what's amazing to me? is that I I mean I really did forget so I had to report about it. I was like I completely forgot or somebody reminded me. I completely forgot. The Miz was actually there and there for a while before Dan O'Brien ever was. For some reason I always pictured Dan O'Brien of being more of the veteran. I know Dan O'Brien's wrestled longer. And he but, yeah, so technically he is the veteran. But I always yeah. thought of well WB veteran, I mean. I right, always right. thought of him that way, but I thought I was thinking, man, that's crazy that the Miz actually pulled Dan O'Brien up uh, after the whole, I don't know, that was really interesting. What do you think about it, uh, Rich? Yeah, I think uh, the Miz has been getting a lot of pops lately, so I think this will be his opportunity to get those, you know, that heel heat back. Right. By feuding with Brian, because I know that like, everyone loves Brian so much, so if they refuse with him, they're going to hate. Oh, you don't uh, like Brian so much, I can tell. No? I love Brian. Oh, okay. I oh, I thought yeah. you were saying, like, he, he has so much, like, pop, and I thought, okay, they, okay. No, no, what, what Rishi was saying was that pairing Miz up with Brian will be good to put the heat back gotcha. on Miz. So I thought Rishi was worried, like, maybe he wasn't a big fan of BDB. Okay, I got you. Yeah, no, no. yeah, so yeah, I think that would be a good opportunity to get his kill heat back, and, you know, so. I think so, too. Bramsey, I, uh, we never got your question, or never got your response. Who do you think is going to be a guy that can emerge from the shakeup as being a big player? Travis, after all these years of knowing me, who do you think I'm going to pick? Do not say Jeff Hardy. Who do you think I would pick? Jeff Hardy is already. If you had Sting, if you had Sting in the superstar shakeup, who would you pick? Jeff Hardy's a big star. Sting is a big star. I'm talking about fresh faces or redating. Jeff Hardy is fresh. He can become a little again. (laughs) He has been champion. He's already a star, right? He needs to be. A long-term champion because he is awesome. Uh, okay, so no, I, on a serious note, um, but Jeff Hardy. Damn. On a serious note, um, man. I mean, I would hope if the glorious one gets to turn heel on Raw, he may be big part of Raw. Agreed. Agreed. I think I, if given uh, or feuded like with. Oh yeah, that was such a disappointment that they didn't run with that. Wait, what did Rich say? The order uh, one of those heels, like an Orton Rude feuded. Like I think, like as I miss, uh, like like going back to like a white of wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a fanboy like Randy Orton. Like I was always like a huge fan of his, but I miss like the 2003 to 2009 Randy Orton. But then anything yeah. after that is like it's like boring. But I think if we had that kind of like legend killer attitude, yes, back like that would have been an awesome feud with him and Rude. But, See, and I and I honestly think still it could have been just the opposite, Richie, is have Orton yeah. continue his face run because Bobby Roode, yeah. and you know this from watching him probably back in his Impact days, is an amazing heel. Like, yeah. 
And even in his NXT run, Ramsey, where I know you, that's where you saw most of Bobby Roode's work, was he was he is just a legitimate. He's a natural heel. Yeah. He just he portrays himself as such. Portrays himself as being better than everybody. It's almost like an old school Ric Flair type of feel is how he portrays himself. Yeah. And and that especially after their match at Fastlane, I was really hoping that they were going to run with a post WrestleMania feud of Orton versus Rude because the way Orton put him over after Fastlane, like verbally on on their talking smack. You would have thought that you know Orton would have made some move to be like, no, I want to work a program with this guy. He's that good in the ring, and it was—it's just so disappointing they put him over on Raw. He could—I think he could have been something huge if they would have left him on SmackDown and been a been a big time player over there. But I'm also really hoping Drew McIntyre shows up and just—he—he he becomes what he should have been years ago. After this time away, time for him to build himself back up. He's now got that. He feels like he's a big player, and I just, I hope, I really hope that his placement on Raw doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. The shuffle or shakeup but... or draft? Which one are we talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, I know. Ramsey. Well, uh, I think we actually are. Oh, yep, yep, we're at an hour. Uh, any any last things you want to add, Rich? Any promote yourself or where people can see you at, where they can, uh, yeah, where well, they can uh, stalk you at your house address or? I <laughs> know not yet. No, uh, <laughs> just follow me on the Instagram. See Richie Adams, Montevera. Just type in Richie Adams, you'll see me on there. Uh, like I got my cooking stuff. I got recipes on there. I got recipe photos. I got pictures of my beautiful, awesome daughter and my wife. Uh, there's like my life, my dad's odd stuff going on. Uh, you know, follow me on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, I don't use that much, but follow me on there as well, Real Ricky Adams. Um, and, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I hope to do it again. Yes, sir. We, we'd love to have you on, too. And, Travis, you want to say anything? Uh, no. I know I you wanna, do. I, I mean, I always have something to say, oh, no. as you know. Hey, Travis. <laughs> Travis what's up? Travis, how stoked are you for this Mayans spinoff uh, coming up that Kurt Sutter is making? They're filming it now. You don't you you already know. What I'm, are you guys I'm talking not, about? Sounds like some Egyptian this is stuff. Son, this is the brief Sons of Anarchy that that Richie and I are going to get in. No, on. we're so, talking Ninja yeah. Turtles. Well, no, we're talking SOA for a minute. So, to Richie's point, I I have my open opinions on it. I hope for the best, but we're gonna I'm gonna wait and see how it plays out. It's it's got to be its own separate entity, and I hope I hope it does. I hope it comes yeah. through on the hype on it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, but, guys. I enjoyed having everybody on. Richie, you were awesome. Travis, you were not so awesome. Travis, take us out. All right. Um, well, screw you, Ramsey, and let's go back to the way we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate everybody that listens to us. Please continue to do so. Share our show. Share the website. Visit rumblingrumors.com for all your non-spoiler and wrestling articles, as well as awesome HD wallpaper that is provided by Ramsey himself. He does great jobs on it, so go pick him up for free. Everybody likes free 99. Mm -hmm. Please go and follow us on Twitter at Rumbling Rumors. You can also follow me and Ramsey individually at WWE Ramsey, at Travis underscore Falhark. Please go like us on Facebook and tune into us each and every week. We appreciate the listen and support. We love you guys. And again, join us next week for another awesome episode. And please go online and give shit to Richie for hating Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. <laughs> go Zach Morris. Go Kelly Kapowski, Zach Morris. Screw Power Rangers. <laughs> all right, guys. You have a good one, guys. Take care. See you all next week. Have a good one. Peace out. Right. See ya. And
until next time, goodbye and good night. Bang! <laughs>